Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the people who are working so hard to make Coastal Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. It's Christmas week. Isn't that amazing? I'm so excited about this time of year. And as I've said so many times on this show, what an opportunity to kind of pause for a second, look around us, and see what and who is important to us. And one thing I think we'll all come to the conclusion of, we're so lucky to live in coastal Mississippi, all up and down coastal Mississippi. There are so many wonderful light displays and other things surrounding Christmas. It's, uh, it's, really, it's really a special time of the year. I love having grandkids, I might add. It just makes it extra special as we look at, uh, you know, Jesus in those mangers and Mary and Joseph and teach all of that to our kids. It's just a wonderful time of the year. And believe me, I say this a lot, but I don't feel like I have to wait until the holidays to remind myself why I should be thankful. I try to do that every day, try to live in the moment. I guess the older we get, the more we do that. Uh, I'm really, really thrilled to have uh, as my first guest today, Kendra Simpson, who's the uh, VP of Sales and Marketing at the Mississippi Aquarium and a good friend, someone who's been on the show before. She's super passionate about coastal Mississippi, but really passionate about the, the aquarium. And I just look forward to visiting with you. How you doing, Kendra? I'm great. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. And it's I have two new brand new grandkids. They'll be six months this month. So we're excited that it's our first Christmas with grandkids. So I understand. Isn't that fun? Yeah, we've right. got a we've got a seven month old and they're starting to be, become little humans yes. now. They, they you know, I, I say I say to my wife and my son and my uh, uh, daughter in law often when I look at uh, Liam in the face, I I try to make him laugh and you know, and I make funny faces and I sing to him. When I sing to him, he 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 looks at me like I'm Frank Sinatra. You know, <laughs> <laughs> when I tell him funny jokes, he looks at me like Richard Pryor. You know, okay. I mean. I mean, he's my he's my little audience. Isn't that isn't that true thing. though? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I love life like that. So, what is what is uh, what is Christmas to you guys? What 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 happens around Christmas for your family? So we have um, we have a a big little family. So we are very family oriented. And my um, I have a small family. Jim has an, a, a relatively large family. Um, we have a, a Simpson Christmas at my house or either my brother-in-law's house every year that's big fun. I'm family from New Orleans. We get all the kids together. It's really the one time of year that we make time for each other. We all look forward to it. And then a very quiet Christmas Eve um, at my home. And then we travel to my hometown of Union Church, which is about three miles, uh, three hours uh, north of here. And we spend time with my family, um, go to church with my mom and just take it all in. So it's more about making sure that we make time for everybody um, and not the hustle and bustle. Yeah. So you grew up in Union Church? I did. I did. Wow. That's cool. You know, when I hear Union Church, I know where it is. When I hear Union Church, I can't help but think about my new show, Super Talk Outdoors, Mm -hmm. that's across the network. Hunting and the outdoors is an important part of the culture there, isn't it? Yes. 
Yes, it's, we actually live, um, my family owns a lot of land. My, my grandfather was a cattle farmer. And so we have a lot of land. We don't, we don't um, have cattle anymore. So my mom leases it to hunters. We have um, hunters that come in and it is a very big part of our community um, and, and growing up. So, you know, um, I only have sisters. There's not a lot of guys that did a lot of hunting, but we, we were always surrounded by that, that culture and that atmosphere. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome to hear that. What I mean, it's just it's just part of the culture of Mississippi, right. and I often say that Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors. Whether you hunt or fish, I'm just saying, right. if you canoe, if you right. enjoy time offshore, you know, you like going to the Barrier Islands like we all do. But it's just a special it's just a special place. Um, I had Mayor Hughes on, and uh, it was all, it's fun to talk to him this time of year because we're reflecting on the past year. We're looking forward to the the year ahead. And we had a pretty extended conversation about the about the uh, Mississippi Aquarium, uh, that, you know. And you and I have talked about this before, but just to summarize, that it opens up in the midst of the pandemic with hurricane threats all around us. Um, I mean, just challenge after challenge after challenge. But it's amazing to look at the team there. You guys have really risen to the occasion, and I know it's been hard. It's been really hard, actually, as you and I were discussing off offline. This whole notion of the pandemic, people. People don't recognize that when you're in a pandemic, your guests are having to wear face masks. You're, you're, you know, all the people, your team members there are having to wear face masks. You can't really connect the way you need to. Um, but kind of tell the story. How, how, you know, what's the evolution look like? And in, I'm hearing nothing but good stories about how the business is actually performing from a financial point of view. But what, what about things from your perspective? So from our perspective, it's all about the guest interaction and guest experience. So during the pandemic, it did change a little. So you had experiences where the big thing and what people wanted was the experience, that VIP, that upper upper echelon experience. And those things still exist. However, being quarantined for a certain period of time, being out of your office with your coworkers, you know, the trend now is to work from home if you can. When you come out and, you, and you're at an attraction or at an event, you want that engagement. So just having those one-on-one -on -one conversations, our guest experience team talking to our guests, introducing them to our animal care staff. When, when you're greeted at our gate by our ticketing staff, especially if you're a member, they know your name, they know how often you come, creating those one-on-one -on -one interactions. And we do wanna to listen to what the guests want because this industry and the entertainment industry and the event industry is changing and we, we must listen to the guests so that we can make sure that we're creating the atmosphere that they want to be a part of. Yeah, I know you and I talked about this in the beginning, but um, when you guys opened, first of all, you were really focused on getting all the pieces working together. Make it, actually, not all the pieces were even open yet when, when you okay. opened initially. Getting those things moving, uh, getting obviously getting your overall staff trained and all of that. But then there was a focus on really listening intensively to the people who came there. And one of the things I see, you know, and, and we, Billy Hughes and I talked about this, and you see it on the news. And when you go do a search on Mississippi Aquarium, all you see is all these incredible activities that are happening there. But it seems to me that you guys have really listened hard and that you've worked really hard to make this a multifaceted experience for people when they get there. Am I reading that correctly? You absolutely are. And so our guests and our members, they differ in what they want from us. So we offer a lot of things. So 
a lot of our members want the conservation. They want to be involved in the conservation aspect of what we do. There's the education portion of what we offer here at the aquarium. And then there's just the fun activity. Come out, bring your kids, spend the day. So there's different levels of activity. And so we really strive to make sure that each of those things that we offer, and we, we call them our pillars, our three pillars are education, conservation, and community. We want to satisfy everyone that has an interest in one of those pillars or all of those pillars. Um, you know, we just received 40 coal stun turtles from the Northeast. We received 25 last year. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that program, but Kemp's Ridley's are native to the Gulf. They go up north and they get too cold, like, like all Southerners, right? We don't like cold weather. So they become sick, they get pneumonia, they become lethargic. And there's a group that comes in and rescues those turtles. They fly them to facilities that can rehab them and release them in the Gulf. We want to make sure that our audience knows that we're doing these things too to protect our environment, our ecosystem in the Gulf, um, and that they can be involved in these projects as well. Yeah, it's it's really it's actually really going. The whole program is going well. I noticed that you guys have had a, a lot of activity around re releasing them, about telling your story about it. I, I remember when you first sort of became certified to do this. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, when you talk about conservation, it is, it's not just something you're doing just to put a, a good public relations face on what you're doing. You're serious as a heart attack. And in the conversations that I've had with others who work there, uh, they are, they are incredibly focused on that aspect of it, aren't they? Absolutely. It is, it is important. It's important for the future of our kids, for our community. I mean, we have an amazing natural resource. Literally, it's right across the street from me in, in the Gulf of Mexico in the Sound. And we must, as a community, protect that. And so our one of our goals here is to teach the community how they can and teach them at a young age from the education program. Um, make them understand, help them understand what's, what they have in their own backyard. And, you know, we also want to take that to other parts of the state. It's so important to North Mississippi because, um, you know, those kids fish and they love the water too, but they don't always get the opportunity to come down and visit. And so we want to help them understand what's in, in their state and what resources and how amazing their state is as well. Yeah, Billy Hughes mentioned, and I remember as a kid, actually, uh, when I came over the railroad tracks to see the Gulf for the first time. I just remember the feeling that I had as I was ha headed south. But he, he, you know, we, I often say that when you come down 49, um, Andreas Duani, who was a, the famed architect and planner who worked with us after Hurricane Katrina, came down 49 and got to 90. And this is after the storm when it was destroyed. But, he's, uh, but he observed about that intersection that it was the crown jewel for coastal Mississippi. And Billy and I talked about that. And he said that, you know, we forget that so many people, that's their corridor into coastal Mississippi. And when they get there, they say, you know, I've, this is the first time I've ever seen the ocean. You know, that, that's right. that kind of experience. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk more about this, this really eye-opening, um, incredible destination we have here with the Mississippi Aquarium, how it's connected to the to the lights of Jones Park. What a great display that is. And, um, and you know, Christmas time and what it means for the aquarium. We'll see you after this break. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I 10 exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. 
talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Kendra Simpson, who is with the Mississippi Aquarium. She is the VP of Sales and Marketing. I would say jack of all trades. You probably feel like you do it all at times. That's 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 what everybody should feel like, right? I mean, fair. when you're dedicated to what statement. you do, that's yeah. what you should do. But uh, hey, we're gonna come back to the topic at hand in just a second. But when you come to work or when you leave and it's dark outside, and this being Christmas week and all, and you look out and see those lights and the connection between the lights and the aquarium and the position of the aquarium campus to, relative to the Gulf of Mexico and J- Jones Park, you have to stop for a second and say, wow, this is incredible. I do. And so I'm extremely lucky because my my office is situated on the southwest corner of the Harrison County Library building. So I see Jones Park to my south, the Gulfport Harbor, and then to my west, I see the aquarium campus. So I have a magnificent view of everything that's going on in downtown Gulfport. I'm very lucky um, to have this view. And, you know, I've watched as they put the lights up, um, their progress, and I, and I see the guys working out there every day, you know, before the show to get it ready. And then I do leave and it's a little dark outside. So I get to see the uh, the dancing trees and all the, and the wonderful things. So I have a, a bird's eye view of that event. And it is amazing. Um, you know, I was I was speaking with um, one of the city leaders yesterday, and they they're telling us that our the numbers are outstanding for for Harbor Lights, and so we're so so proud to be um, in this area right now with all this growth and this. Um, we're, you know, we feel like we're really coming back from from a dark point. So, well, there's a there's a there's a special connection between an event like that. I say that's an event. It's really a prolonged wonderful event that people post about literally every single night there's there's this special connection between that and the aquarium and because people I, I i i know this is the case that people are parking in your amazing parking garage coming to sort of an early afternoon involvement in the aquarium waiting for it to get dark and then walking down to jones park to enjoy that I mean, when you see that kind of integrated relationship between the aquarium and something like that, it really, I mean, it's like a complete picture, isn't it? It is a picture. You know, we, I was, I was leaving work a little early yesterday and I ran into some, um, a family that I, I actually used to work with and they, they were taking advantage of the discounted pricing we have after 3 p.m. So it's 12 $12.25 for everybody after 3 p.m. Um, so they were actually coming to the aquarium for the first time and then, when it got a little darker, they were going to walk over to Jones Park. So it is, it, it, we want it to become not just um, an experience that you do, we want it to become a tradition. So we, we want to work with um, the city to make sure that we are putting putting everything out there to let everybody know that this is, this is really a memory maker um, and a family tradition. You know, Kendra, one of the things that impresses me about the aquarium that maybe most people don't think about is the amount of work and activities that are happening behind the scenes. Right. To to make sure the water is clear and clean and make sure the animals are safe and and healthy. That is a machine, isn't it? It is 
absolutely a machine and it's um it is very impressive so we have our own life support system facility so we do make our own salt we make sure that the um the water levels are you know the ph balances and and i am speaking above my pay grade now um but it is it is a a system a machine and it takes you know a, a cer certain skill set to make sure that these things are properly functioning and if you've never been behind the scenes i encourage you to come and do the behind the scenes tour because it, it tells you um how we do these things um how the the, the systems are color-coded so water coming through one filter is specifically for our main habitat where another filter is for um, the river so everything flows through different um, color-coded um, systems so yeah. very yeah. interesting hey so give me a sense of you know i mentioned that it seems like every time i turn around there's some kind of new promotion that's happening and the promotion that you might mention is may not necessarily be going on as we speak but just kind of give me an idea of some of the things that you guys have done to engage the visitors who come there Sure. So on a daily basis, our guest experience and education team kind of create um, little um, education sessions throughout the park. Um, we had a great like Shark Week, for instance, when um, Shark Week is a big deal in the summer. Um, part of my responsibility is to create special events. So we we listen to um, our audience. What would you like to do? We just had a craft beer um, holiday uh, craft beer um, event. We had we had Santa here. We going into the spring. Um, we'll have um, a Mississippi Aquarium pageant, and I know it, it sounds crazy to have a pageant at an aquarium, right? But three of our winners last year, it's a qualifier for Miss Magnolia State. So three of our winners went on to win Miss Magnolia State. Um, and you know, I believe that pageants build confidence in young girls. Um, so different community events and conservation-minded events. Um, we've got a few things on the books for 2022 that we want to promote um, early in the year. Yeah, I want to create a sustainable seafood night. So not only are you having a great dinner with our great chefs, but you're learning what is sustainable in the Gulf of Mexico and what you should be eating versus what you should not be eating from our waters. Um, so uh -huh. lots going on, lots of ideas, and we do listen to our guests and members. Um, you know, no idea for a marketing department is ever too crazy. Um, so we take those and we really get our muse from from those suggestions. It, and and you know what? It's very interesting the way that people have been engaged with all of your different promotions. Uh, you know, the mermaids, for example. Yes. I mean, that was a hit, wasn't it? It was an absolute hit. So the mermaids were here in October, um, 1st of November, and they will be back in 2022. Um, and the mermaids are not just beautiful to look at, but they do have a conservation message. So they talk about how to keep oceans and rivers clean. So everything ties back into our, into our pillars and our mission. But the mermaids, um, those girls, uh, I cannot describe. If you didn't see it, uh, you have to come see it next year because the way they are able to swim in that water to engage the guest and then to be you know we had vip meetings where the where the kids and adults and and just as many adults were interested in those mermaids as children um could meet the mermaids so it was a really really interesting fun experience for us how i know about it uh, and like you should say kendra you didn't give me a list of things to talk about this is right. we just i did we, not 
Uh, th these are things that, that, that I have become familiar with either through this show or through my own social media people. And so, so or, or friends, obviously. Uh, but as it relates to the mermaids and some of the other promotions, people who are engaged with the mermaid, for example, they posted about it on their on their Facebook feeds, and their kids enjoyed it, and they talked about it. And you know, sort of the organic aspect of marketing related to something like that can be pretty powerful, can it? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm a big believer in grassroots marketing. So we can put, you know, radio is a great tool, TV is a great tool, and it always has been. But just that word of mouth. And you, you have to think about as a consumer, whether you're buying a pair of shoes or a ticket, you never do that without looking at reviews and talking to people. And when your friends tell you how amazing something is, you listen to them and you, and you usually follow that lead. Um, so we do digital advertising, but our biggest our biggest, most successful piece is that word of mouth. When you, when you come to a successful event and you put it on Facebook and you've got that amazing picture of your child standing in front of this mermaid who's engaging, it makes people want to be a part of that that event. So we do, it's, it's like the old days when you would have the, um, you know, pass out the flyers. Grassroots marketing is always gonna be, to me, the best marketing. One of the most important aspects of grassroots marketing is a customer focus where people feel like they're the most important person in the world. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't come I didn't really understand how it could affect an attraction like yours. I started thinking about the, you know, someone who works there having to wear a mask and the customer having to wear a mask right. where you can't really read their faces. You know, you certainly can hear them, but there's something missing in your ability to connect with them in, in order to sort of have the conversation they need to have in this moment so they can really have their, the, the message tailored to them. So, you know, not having the mask, in a lot of cases, some people obviously still wear the mask, but not having the mask has really enabled your people to really connect with, with the customers a lot better, hasn't it? Absolutely. And masks are still optional. We want all of our guests to be comfortable and feel safe. Um, so we, you know, we don't require it. Uh, however, if our guests or our employees are more comfortable, then they absolutely should wear the mask. It opens up the conversation when you don't have that. It was very challenging for us to read the guest. So the way we kind of overcame that was to engage them more, to listen more, to pay, you know, to be more attentive to what they were saying. Um, and then emailing surveys, asking them, we, we know you visited today. Tell us how your experience was. Tell us what we can do as a team to do better for you next time. So we do ask those questions and we do listen to all of our guests. At the end of the day, they're the most important piece to this. Um, so we wanna make sure that we are giving them what they are expecting. Well, Kendra, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. I always enjoy visiting with you. It's so awesome to see the aquarium doing well. And you know, I know that you being sort of the VP of market, sales and marketing, a lot of that falls in your shoulders. You know it's a team effort, and you're quick to point that out. But at the end of the day, obviously, you feel the pressure to do well. And through all the trials and tribulations of the pandemic and hurricanes and other challenges, you guys have really so far stood the test of time. So I just want to congratulate you, congratulate the team there, your leadership there, and to say Merry Christmas to you guys. And uh, you know, really, I'm praying that you guys have a great uh, 2022. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to you. And if we have just one second, yeah. you, you were talking about the, the architect that came down after Katrina. 
On a different note, I played a show once with Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller yeah. drove from New Orleans down the beach to Biloxi. And his comments on stage were, I see now why nobody knows about this place. This is an amazing jewel and secret that you guys have. And I can't imagine how wonderful it is to live here. And I always think about those things. And as our coastal Mississippi has evolved to the secret coast, it just illuminates what everybody really thinks on their first visit. So I'm proud to be a part of that, and I'm proud to be a part of something that makes coastal Mississippi better. You, I could not have said it better, and I focus on it every single day. That was beautiful. Thank you so much, and have a great Christmas, and we'll see you later. Thank you, too, Ricky. You bet. We'll see you after this break. All right. All right. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.